You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. It is Friday. Uh, it's a good day to talk to my client and good friend, Joel Newman. Joel is with Franchise Finders. He's a uh, broker and sales manager, pretty much running uh, his company, handling, working with franchisors, emerging brands, and consulting. Joel has been using us for a while, um, and I'm excited to talk to him. Joel, before we get too far into things, tell us about you. How did you get into this industry? You've got a lot of experience, and then let's talk about your, your company. Sure. So, um, yeah, and first off, pleased to be here, and um Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I've been, my in a previous life, I was in the accounting field. I did that for about 10 years, um, but that was always gonna be a stepping stone. I had wanted to do something on my own. Um, we're going back to 0304. And the, I had no idea what I do now even existed. I was actually looking for franchises at the time, you know, all over the map, looking at any type of franchises and at that time, the way franchises were being sold and marketed, it was changing drastically. And the use of franchise brokers slash consultants was being used um, probably 20 to 30% of franchise sales. And I looked at that as an opportunity and it appealed to me in that it's mobile. You know, I, I, at the time I was in Buffalo, but I, I was, didn't know if I was going to be staying here. And um, I just, I, I felt like it was a perfect fit for me. I'd be dealing with Zors and franchisees all day long. And, um, the business was mobile, so it would travel with me. So I got into that. I also thought it would give me, if it wasn't ultimately what I'd end up doing, it would give me a sneak peek into the, you know, literally three, 4,000 franchises that are out there. Um, so yeah, I started doing that in, I think, 04. And um, pr pretty early on, I discovered, I, I, I more or less created a niche in how I did franchise brokering. Um, I, I, I didn't take really like the matchmaking of traditional approach. I took more of a brand uh, specialty approach. So, you know, and I've done that, you know, all the way through through today, in which case, like right now I have six brands and, and the, the amount of brands varies. I'm usually between four and, four and seven brands. Mm -hmm. And so my brands, I'm just a pure referral source. You know, I'll recruit, advertise, find good candidates and, and refer them over. And other brands, um, I, I'm essentially an outside or outsourced franchise director. I do everything with the candidate from the day they come in to the day they make their decision. And, right. um, so I guess, uh, you, know, you know, COVID 2020 was a very rough year. Um, I wouldn't say my worst year, but amongst my worst years, I've been contemplating getting out of the business and, you know, so I somehow got through that year and, um, Come 21, I, and, and during that year, I reflected and made a lot of changes to my business. And you know, one thing is, I I, I always wanted to get to a, a volume, a certain volume, where at that, you know, at a certain volume, you can't help but have success if you have the right brands and the right advertising. I figure I've been doing this long enough. I I know the great advertising sources, and I had great brands, and I I switched a few brands during that year. So as I as 21 came in, um, I started to go on a roll. 21 happened to be things, you know, the flip switched in 21. I had my, I think, second best year ever. 
and nice. 22 as 22 started i had such a pipeline going into 22 by half time of 22 i had surpassed 21 and um wow. so so I don't, it, there's nothing flukish about it. it. It's just based on the changes I've made and, and the volume I had achieved. And, um, you know, just getting better at, uh, better contacts, at better resources. And I just, you know, from, you know, a lot of learning and experimenting and, and failing. Right. And, and um, so, mm -hmm. the, you know, the success is great. You know, I, was, I, ha I have days, I've had a lot of days this year where I'm just so stressed out with volume, more so earlier in the year prior to the software. And, you know, and I kind of had to slap myself because the, there's two types of stresses in, you know, the franchise brokerage world where you're primarily commissioned. Um, you know, there's a stress of not having any work or little work coming and the stress of having too much. Yeah. Um, the stress of having too much is not a bad stress to have, but right. it, it was probably around, I think I started talking to your group. Um, you, you were referred to me very strongly, highly um, recommended by IFPG. Yep. And um, I think we first started talking towards the tail end of last year. And I, I told you pretty candidly, I was very interested. I'm not quite ready. And yeah. honestly, I wasn't quite ready because I was too... My volume was too much. I was too busy, you know, writing agreements and talking to candidates. And uh, but I, I knew I needed this. I just kind of kicked the can down the road a little bit. Um, my, I, I remember the day, not the exact date, but the day it was. It was a snowy day in Buffalo in February. I had a just a routine doctor's appointment, and I'm sitting in the parking lot checking my emails afterwards. Twenty leads came in in the maybe half an hour that I was in there, and. I had a full schedule the rest of the day. Now I, I realize I got to go home and before I do anything, I have to semi-manually, you know, I have, I, it, prior to this, I wasn't completely manual. I had templates and kind of, kind of pieced together my own version of the CRM. But, yeah. it, you know, I knew I had a good hour to an hour and a half worth of work. Um, and it just, at that point, I, I, I think on the way home, I called you guys or maybe texted or emailed you and said, I'm ready, let's, start the uh the onboarding process which we did now um i, I didn't want it to be you, you know part of i guess my reluctance was i i didn't want to i i am a one-man show yeah. i the, the fear of being really busy and at the same time implementing new software frightened me so i kind of created a, we you and i created this together let's slow walk this but let you know so i went through you know, you, you signed me a coach slash support specialist, Kirk Brown, who's been awesome. Yep. And, um, you know, once a week, we'd have a coaching session. So by the time I actually went live, which I think was May, and mm -hmm. it, it was live and tested and working, I was completely comfortable with the software. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few kinks early on. And then, you know, you know maybe by summertime, it was running, you know, you know as smooth as can be. Um, as it's been to this day. Um, I had, so I, I had a few requirements when we first spoke um, in what I needed in, in, in software to handle my volume. It basically had to solve three problems for me. You know, first it had to be affordable for, I'm not a big company, I'm, I'm an individual broker that manages brands. Um, so I, I don't have thousands upon thousands a month to dump into software. So it had to be, so the price was, was right, absolutely right. Um, Number two, it basically a requirement 
and, and shockingly that other softwares don't have this requirement, but I, I manage six brands and I probably have about 20 different lead sources that, that continuously change. Yeah. I needed the ability when a inquiry comes in, it needs to go into the software and then the software does its thing from there and sends out emails and texts. If, if the software could not communicate with the lead sources, the, 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 the original incoming, it's usually come by email, um, that, that would have been a non-starter, but you know, you cross that, check that box. Uh, number two, I wanted a texting solution. Um, a lot of emails that I send out, I, I send out a pretty elaborate e-kit and I pride myself on when someone inquires, they will, I, I want them to get that e-kit, that information right away. Yeah. Um, a lot of emails and people are expecting some sort of packet. A lot of e first time emails go into junk folders, you know, and I, I know this, I'll talk to someone, you know, a couple of days or even a week later, whenever I get in touch with them, they're like, oh, I've been waiting for your email and never got it. Yeah. Um, texting so the way i've set up my tether is they get a text i have it set up to go out text goes out in i think 15 minutes they, just a, basically a two-liner saying thanks for inquiring on such and such brand um you'll be receiving my e-packet um you know shortly if you haven't already um by then they've already received the email um so, so this at least if it goes into the junk folder they've been texted P people are much more responsive i found to text there to emails. Now they know they have an email and to check their junk folder if it's in there. And, I, and I've responded to them very quickly in two ways. And I haven't had to do a thing. You know, in the past that that was a manual task. Um, and, and I know it's you know you're thinking, okay, what's the big deal? You get a, a lead comes in, and you have to send them an email. Times that by maybe 20 a day over the course of a week. You know, then, then from there I would cut and paste the email address into a spreadsheet so it go into constant contact it, you know it maybe takes only a minute minute and a half to process a lead but you, you know he times that over a number of leads over the course of a week and then i also do follow-up emails and follow-up texts right so that, that that's really where the time savings has come in and, and i figure I, i've never really sat down and calculated it but i i just know this i'm a lot less stressed now than i was at the beginning of the year um yeah the kind of the litmus test was um, I go away for a week every August and it, it's my week where I just, I, you know, doing what I do, work never really stops um, and I'll always take a call, but I like to really slow things down. And I find a lot of times in the past I've gone away and, you know, I spend my nights just processing inquiries that came in during the day. Um, least stressful vacation I've had in years. You, you know, I just, I, see the inquiries coming in on my phone during the day and I knew it was covered because I knew they were getting their email and their text and you know there was very little I had to do on my end so wow. it's basically you know in a sense that the software has done two things it's given me it's automated a lot of my processes and given me time and it's giving me a text solution so now I can reach out to people via text and um, you, know, right. you know beyond that I, I feel a lot of times I'll send out the text and I'll get replies back right away. So sometimes within minutes, I'm engaging with, with a candidate. You know, this business, we're, we're franchising, as anyone in the business knows, is a volume business. A lot of people are just window shopping. Some people are dead serious. And you really want to 
quickly identify who you're, you know, if you're, if you generate say 150 inquiries, you really want to get that down to the 10 or 20 that you're going to have serious conversations with that right. ultimately, you know, maybe one or two of those will end up becoming a franchise. So you want to get to that core group really quickly. Um, right. You know, when someone starts texting right off the bat, you know, you've now prioritized that candidate. You've identified them as one of your 10 to 20. And, right. and, I, and I, I, lo I love that aspect to it. Um, part of this is, you know, because we kind of took our time training and getting me comfortable with the software. It's, I, I feel it's user friendly um, to, to use. And, you know, the coaching I got from Kurt, you know, helped a lot with that. But um, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't feel lost in the software. Sometimes I, I, if I get stuck at any point, you know, if there's a, a, a glitch, it's, um, I'll try to, work it out myself it, it, if I can't you know Kurt's there to uh, kind of save the day and um, we've been able to to fix any problem that's that's come thus far but yeah you know at this point I think any is great solution for the franchisor um, I think brokers that are out there that are doing any decent volume should be on this you know we, we want to I, I, I like to spend my time I have a lot of admin, but I like to limit my admin or make it more efficient and more right. knowledge driven. I want to be, on, I want to spend my time making money. I want to be on the phone with franchisors, mm -hmm. candidates, um, working up agreements. That, that that's really where I want to spend my time and focus. Not right. sending out, not sending out emails and texts. So, and yeah. before this, I mean, the thing about it, you, you know, I, you know, I checked there probably, you know including the I some of my brands sponsor some of my advertising so I, I probably at for my own spend and franchise or sponsored advertising I'm probably managing um, five to uh, closer to 10 grand of advertising a month um, which can be overwhelming so mm -hmm. you know if you're doing any sort of volume I mean you really want to automate your processes right. Um, but, you know, as far as the text piece of it, you know, think about those numbers. There's no way I, I, I knew texting was a valuable part of franchising sales because it's, it's just a bigger part of our world today. People are very, people will ignore emails all day long, but generally are less likely to ignore a text or, or, or to miss a text. You know, it's, right. it's not a matter of ignoring an email. I get hundreds of emails a day. I don't always catch, you know, an important email. Um, you know, there's no way you're going to sit on your iPhone or Samsung and send out 60 texts a week. That's just not an option. So to automate the texting is it, fantastic. Yeah. So I want to talk about like, since you started using us to just the, the results you're seeing, like, are, like what's your experience with actual results in terms of just, you've, it sounds like you've streamlined a lot. You've saved a lot of time and energy. Um, but talk to us about like a little bit about results. Like how do you feel the results have been and, have you seen positive results? I've, in terms of engagement, I, I feel that's that's up a bit, and I'm, I'm, less leads are slipping through the cracks. Yeah. Um, you know, because because I I have umpteen ways to get in touch with people. You know, by the time I cross someone off the list, they they've received, and I I probably don't use client tether for nearly its full capabilities, but at least it gives me the ability to send out a couple emails, a couple texts, 
they're going to get a couple phone calls and I also use constant contact. So by the time I'm, I, I've exhausted a candidate and, and, and deem them not interested, um, they've been touched, you know, probably close to 10 times. Um, yeah. So in there, I, I mean, I think the text feature is really where I'm capturing um, leads that I may have missed in the past. Because in, in the past, think about it, without the texting aspect, if the emails were going into junk folder or just getting lost in a sea of emails and the phone calls were being received, but you know, if you're a busy person, you're interested, but you still get a lot of voicemails and emails, you know, you're not, you, I, your interest may just slip by right with the tech, with the text. I feel like I, I, I'm seizing engagement quicker and, and in some cases, I'm hitting people. There's really no way to prove this, but I feel like I, there may be some candidates that I may not, they may just have slipped through the cracks. We may not just because of life got in the way and they got busy. We never got in touch. So, yeah, you know, you know so I think it's, you know, I, I can't really quantify it, but I feel like it's, it's improved production. Um, you know, as we go on, I mean, there's no limit to the number of you know, email, I, I send out two emails and two texts, you know, I can clearly do more in client tether. I, I just, my initial goal with this was let, let's automate the process. I, I felt like I had a very good process. It was just too time consuming. I just wanted to, with the client tether software, I just wanted to automate that process. You know, now right. I think, you know, with, with, with Kurt, we're going to start going to the next level where I start maybe adding emails and, and, and adding retention plans where, you know, candidate is a, a lot of franchising is timing. You, you know, I do that to a degree with constant contact, but I want to do more of it with client tether. Whereas when, when someone's either not interested or the timing wasn't right, or I never got in touch with them, um, that I, I can send them a, a very benign, you, you know, more, more human interest and salesy type email or text. And I can, yeah do that, you know, down the road, you know, and periodically, um, right. probably you know, m m most candidates either happen or don't happen with the time span of 60 days. But when you work at a certain volume, I would probably say I sell three to maybe two to three franchises a year that are candidates from prior years. You, you know, the, the timing wasn't right or, or yeah. something got in the way or they got a job offer they couldn't refuse, you know, and, and if I didn't have a way of, you know, I guess continually, you know, but very benignly contacting them on an ongoing basis and touching them, um, I may never have heard from them. So. Yeah. I think you bring up an interesting point because I talked to a lot of consultants and I think the general consensus is, you know, if someone's non-responsive after a week or two or whatever time frame you give it, you just give up and you, you put them in a, in a bucket and say, look, you know, they're not at their dis discarded lead. Mm -hmm. But what I don't think people realize is like you said, things change all the time. You know, this year, maybe they're not interested, but next year something happens and, and there there's interest. And if you're not in front of them, when that interest peaks again, they're going to go somewhere else or do something else with someone exactly. else. So, so I think, I think people try kind of throw away leads too quickly and they don't, they don't really focus on the fact that staying in front of them, I'm not saying by being annoying, but you know, once a month maybe, or once every three months or whatever has some value, right? Yeah. Just a, a, a casual, um, not too salesy, just email or text, just getting in front of them. 
I think another kind of a, a related uh, part of that is it might not have been that they weren't really interested in doing something. It may have been, and this pertains largely to me, a lot of brands I work with are, you know, some are seasoned, been around for a while. Some, some are emerging brands are right out of the gate. So I'll talk to candidates sometimes that love the concept, but I just, they either say it outright or I just detect it, but I get the sense that, you know, I need to see more, you, you know, yeah. it's, it's almost like the bubble over their head says, you know what, call me when you get to 10 units and, you know, I'm going to see, I, I, I don't want to be the guinea pig, so to speak. Right. Um, you know, if, if I'm, if I have a recurring method of contacting them, you know, every couple of months, you know, a few times a year, you know, they can, they, they can track progress. You know. Yeah. That's interesting too. Yeah. I think, you know, our system does a good job of helping pre-qualify. And I don't mean pre-qualify by like the financial side. I mean, more of the, are you motivated? You know, what's driving you to look at a franchise? And I think that if you increase your communication, build the relationship early on through text and email and phone calls, mm -hmm. that helps to sort of groom them into a potential opportunity that um, you can get them into. But you've got to do that early on and you've got to establish that early on. Would you say that you're you're doing that with our system pretty well? Is that sort of your strategy with it? Yeah, that's why I love getting the early texts. Um and especially like if we have a commonality, like is there from Buffalo or because I one of my brands is Buffalo based um, or, or if they mention, you know, maybe I'll mention something about their city or, if, you know, for example, I'm talking to one woman um, based out of Buffalo looking at, at an anchor bar, which is one of my core brands. I don't, don't really know how this happened, how this evolved, but, you know, she texted it right away. And before you know it, we're you know, past talking about Anchor Bar. And, you know, I learned she, we're both big into fantasy football and we both have Stefan Diggs on our team. And yeah. that, that's been part <laughs> of our conversation. So yeah, that it's, you know, we're in serious conversations on a franchise, but we're also, you know, engaging on a more personal level to more human level as well. So. Yeah. That's one I of the reasons I think we connected because, you know, I'm, I'm from outside of Buffalo too. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it, you know, we're still in the sales process, but, you know, it doesn't have to be rigid either. Right. So, and I don't think you, 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 you can't really get that as much through emails as you can through the texting. Right, right, right. No, it's been a good call. It's been a good conversation, Joel. Here's the big question. What, what do you think about the bills this year? What do I think about the bills? I yeah. think I'm not going to give you the typical, I'm from Buffalo. I'm not really from Buffalo. I've been here right. long enough where maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm a Buffalonian or not. I've been here 13 years, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say, yeah, they're the Super Bowl favorite. I'm saying they're probably one of four teams in the AFC that, you know, will will go deep into the playoffs and we'll look at to go to the Super Bowl. I think Casey's won um, San Diego, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're one of a batch of teams that, that will likely do a Super Bowl run. The NFC, I, I have no idea. The NFC seems like it's up for grabs. Although Philadelphia looks pretty solid. So. Well, so any, like any brands you're working with that are coming up and up and coming, you want to maybe talk about just real quick, uh, before we kind of wrap this up. Um, cause you know, I, I love hearing about new concepts that are coming up and emerging. So anything out there you're working with, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll uh, mention two, uh, 810 Billiards and Bowling. I've been with them from day one. 
they're um i guess the best way to describe them is if you're familiar with dave and busters or top yep. golf if yep. you took a top golf and swapped golf for bowling basically if you took family style bowling you know not we're not talking league base we're talking you know more entertainment based bowling casual bowling married that with a sports bar and added a restaurant with far better than bowling alley food it, okay it, it, that's where you get a 10 bowling um we just signed another agreement this week so so we're at uh 10 franchise six corporates open and, and 10 franchises and have another few that are, are on the near horizon so, that's great yeah, they're probably my greatest of my core brands. They generate the biggest um, inquiry volume, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'd say with that brand specifically, Client Tether has helped the most. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, my lo local brand being Buffalo is Anchor Bar. I, I also manage their sales. Where Anchor Bar is going through kind of a golden period right now. Um, we've done about twelve new signings in the last, I'm gonna say, nine to ten months. Um, team right now is opening location in Chicago and uh, when everybody that that signed right now it, it that's when everyone in site selection right now opens um, we'll be over that 20 unit mark um, wow essentially will have doubled in size over the last 15 months now what's cool about anchor bars like you know I mean when I was a kid growing up in western New York it was known as the like if people think of Buffalo for chicken wings it was known as the original chicken wing mm -hmm. location right is that right and uh, when did that start is it like was it been 30 40 years like do you have so, an idea technically the, the the wing was originated in 1964 okay so that was the original anchor bar location yes okay okay started in buffalo mm -hmm. got it okay cool i didn't realize it was growing that much so that's 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 spectacular news to hear i like that yeah, we actually, um, we have four open locations in Texas with several more coming soon. You know, I, you know, when I, we first started developing Anchor Bar out, you know, for years they were a regional franchise and doing all regional. And then around 15 or 16, I started working with them and with the idea, let's grow this nationally. Um, but I th think the, the initial wish was let's go up and down the 90, hit Cleveland, hit uh, you know Pittsburgh, Rochester. That's not how modern day franchising really works. So you know, yeah. our first couple, you know, out of Buffalo franchises were in Texas and it, it's taken off. Um, it's been very successful in Texas. Um, wow. Even the items that you, unless you're from Buffalo, you've never heard of, like you find Kimowak, it, it's, that's been very popular in Texas. Right. And, um, you know, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, Frederick, Maryland. Um, the newer locations coming online, Northern Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, um, a couple in Florida. I mentioned the um, Chicagoland franchise. And, um, and we're, we're meeting with a group in Dallas in the upcoming weeks. So, so yeah, we're, these are good times for, for both A10 and Anchor Park. That's awesome. So, if someone's listening to this, uh, and these brands sound sound amazing to work with, so if you're listening to to this, you know this is the this is the wave to jump on with these brands because they're rapidly expanding. Joel, how do people um, get in touch with you if they have questions they want to learn more about the brands you're working with? Sure, best way to reach me is just call me direct um, 716-837-0595. Um, I'm not a nine to fivers. 
call me at midnight. I'd be happy to take your call. I'm up. Um, and uh, my website is franchisefindersinc.com. All of my core brands are and means of getting in touch with me are, are on my website. All right, Joel Newman. He's the guy to talk to for franchise ownership, especially with Anchor Bar, because that's my hometown brand. I'm going to promote them. So get out there, look into Anchor Bar. It's a good company. Uh, Joel, it's been great. Hey, I wish I wish the Bills the best this year. I hope they make it all the way. Um, and I wish you the best. So I thanks for being that. on. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I, and I wish you continued success with clientele. I hope it goes really well for you. And we'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Hey, this is Ryan. Are you in the market for a customer relationship management system for your business? Well, before you drop a dime, pick up my book, Customer Relationship Management Exposed, now available on Amazon. Just search Customer Relationship Management Exposed in my name, R-Y-A-N-A-R-C-O-R-A-C-I. This is your definitive guide to saving money before purchasing a CRM, so pick it up today.